Rhino, I can't believe we're here. I doubted it would ever happen. You know I doubted it would ever happen, but we are we are right here. The cusp of actual real-life regular season baseball games in Major League Baseball in the 2020 season. How excited are you? I mean, I'm pumped in the fact that we've been able to watch baseball, finally. Even though it has been exhibition games, it's just making me more excited. We are hours away from opening day, Chad, and the 2020 season for the Chicago Cubs is finally here. We have so much to talk about. Where do the Cubs stand in the division? Who's going to be the breakout player? What does the bullpen have to do to step up? What do we think about the starting rotation? So many great topics as we dive into real-life baseball. That's right. The 2020 preview is straight ahead, and we have Russell Dorsey from the Chicago Sun-Times, the beat writer for the Cubs. He's going to preview the season with us, so stick around because the Friendly Confine starts right now. First inning now, Chad, and it is here. Baseball 2020 has finally arrived, so it is only appropriate that we talk about previewing the NL Central. And the first question we have to ask is, of course, are the Cubs the team to beat in the NL Central this year? It is so hard to predict this season more than any other because of the 60-game season, Chad. And I think the Cubs have just as good a chance as any of the teams in the NL Central. But when you're talking about probably the teams that, you know, are going to give them the biggest run, well, it's basically the entire division other than the Pirates, in my opinion, because you're talking about the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Reds. I don't know if the Cubs are necessarily the best team on paper to beat right now. Granted, that doesn't mean much. But if I had to handicap it right now, gun to my head, I still feel like the Cardinals are the team to beat in the NL Central, but the Cubs are not far behind. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on where you think the Cubs ultimately stand in the NL Central if they are the team to beat? Uh, This is no longer the king. You know, we're a long ways away from the three straight NLCS appearances. Uh, Last year ended with a a huge whimper. What a swoon. And so you're right. I think, I mean, I think that works to the Cubs' benefit. There's no targets on their back. All the players um, can go into this season um, just looking to do a 60-game sprint, as with everybody else. So are they the best in the division? I got to think that the Cardinals, who won it last year, um, are should be in that role because they largely get everyone back, um, albeit just a, a year older. Uh, I don't think at this point it really matters uh, who the best team in the league that is going to win this league, whether it's the Cardinals or the Reds or the Brewers or the Cubs. I don't think the Pirates are in that mix, but who's going to win the division is going to be the team that stays healthy, that gets the right bounces along the way, and that's all that the Cubs can hope for. 60 game, it's a sprint. They have to put their foot on the gas. They cannot have any sort of swoon like last year. So my prediction for the Cubs is stay lucky, stay good. They have a great chance to make the playoffs. All right, second inning now, Chad. And, of course, there are you know a lot of familiar faces that we already know on this roster, but there are some newcomers or players that maybe we're not as familiar with who might have that breakout season. So I'll give it to you first. Who do you think is the breakout player for the Chicago Cubs this 2020 season? It's such a great question. And I mean, you know, can Wilson Contreras, can he be a breakout player? You know, I, I you know, cause he has been such a core part of this team. I'm actually 
despite the the way he has looked during summer camp, not going to share him as being the guy that's going to lead this team. I'm going to go with a guy that that a lot of Cubs fans just don't like. They don't like because he's um, very much not lived up to his expectations of his contract, and he's here in the, in the final year. I think Tyler Chatwood is going to be the guy um, in that three spot with the Cubs that he is going to surprise some people. He has so much to prove, and he's looked nothing but steady dating back all the way to last year. So for me, it's Chatwood. Um, I think people are going to be you're, you're going to see Chatwood jerseys uh, um, walking around uh, Wrigleyville. Definitely not inside Wrigley. What do you think? Yeah, you know, this is obviously a tough question because there's plenty of players I could pick in this spot, you know, with all the newcomers or even the guys that we kind of saw, you know, just very, very quickly throughout the 2019 season. But for me, I'm just going to go with Alec Mills. I think he's going to have a pretty big impact on this team. He's the, you know, now the, the, you know, the guy who's going to be in the rotation, he's going to be the number four start, or excuse me, he's going to be the number five starter. So I think there's going to be an opportunity there for him to, to really make his mark this year and, and take the place of, uh, you know, Cole Hamels, who obviously left via free agency. So for me, I'm going to go with Mills and think that this could be a, a good opportunity for Cub fans to learn his name and him to potentially be a guy that we're going to see um, not only for this year, but for the future as well. So let's move on to the third inning now, Chad, and we kind of touched on it just just in the second inning, but the rotation is set and it is uh, very interesting to see the rundown of the five man rotation. So just to uh, quickly go over it, that Kyle Hendricks will be starting on opening day or opening night against the Brewers. And then they're going to move to Hugh Darvish, who did not have a, a great start against the White Sox uh, in his final, um, you know, tweak before the regular season. Then the three spot is going to be Tyler Chatwood, which I thought was kind of an interesting move. John Lester is going to be four. Alec Mills is going to be five. So, are you happy with the way the rotation is shaking out? And I think the bigger question we have to ask is if some of the, if some of these pitchers go down or one of these pitchers for that matter, go down because Jose Quintana is coming back from that injury. Um, the Cubs are very thin at the pitching spot in the starting rotation. Do they have enough to get by healthy or not healthy for that matter? Where, where do you stand? I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of pitching rotations out there that have six starters, and and technically the Cubs don't have six starters right now, but uh, um, as you shared, Jose is on his way back. He says that the injury is as such. It doesn't affect his pitching. He can still pitch, but they, they see him coming back in a few weeks. I see this as going all for it, going for it. Uh, by having Hendricks in your leadoff spot, he's the guy that, that I think when we talked about this last week, I said he was probably the best case scenario to come in and, and get in a lot of innings so we didn't tax the uh, the bullpen right away. You know, the, the, a lot of the eyes are going to be on you, Darvish. Can he come in and can he dominate and can he um, do what we saw flashes of, of brilliance over a couple months last year, but do that in a consistent basis because we only really need a, a couple uh, months here. Uh, it, it is interesting to see Lester down in the four spot. Uh, I had actually shared last week I'd, I'd, I'd start him just as a kind of a tribute for what he's done for this cl- club since 2015. Um, but uh I think uh, this this lineup, every team out there is looking at a new four or five guy. Um, and so Mills is going to be – I love that you think he's going to be the breakout star. For me, Mills is going to be the guy that uh, um, if he performs better than a five, that's 
better than you expect. So, you know, to have Lester in your four spot, that's one heck of a rotation. This team needs to eat up innings. This team needs to be consistent. Um, this starting lineup um, on the mound needs to not tax the bullpen as much as um, we did. And I think, you know, it's a good thing because you've got David Ross, who probably is not going to um, be the same managerial style as Joe Madden, who was quick with a hook. We all know that. So I think we're going to see, you know, uh, with the new commander in town, we're going to see a little bit more from our starting staff. I'd like to see that. And I think the right move was Hendrick starting on opening day. He, he certainly, yeah. I think, has shown that he is overall the best pitcher on this staff. I know everyone has been, you know, going bananas over you, Darvish, and all the new pitches he seems to have uh, mastered. But, you know, clearly he had some trouble in the first inning against the White Sox. Um, giving up that grand slam, and and then he relaxes a little bit. But the consistency is still not there. But if he can put it together, yes, obviously everyone is anticipating that you, Darvish, is going to have a big year. You mentioned it earlier, John Lester being in the four spot. Look, I can't name any better four starter than John Lester. If you can, let me know. I don't think you can. So I kind of like what Rossi's doing here where he's breaking up the rotation a little bit, putting Chatwood and Mills kind of in the three and the five spot. But you're right, Chad, like this team cannot afford any injuries in this rotation because anything that happens in the middle of this season, as we know, we've talked about it on this show, that any little losing streak of two, three games could potentially completely, you know, put the Cubs in a position that they don't want to be in. So it is so important for this team to stay healthy and, like you said, eat up innings because the bullpen could potentially be another issue as we move on now to the fourth inning as we talk about the bullpen and that's always been an issue for this team over the last couple of seasons does this bullpen have enough I don't know what the answer is to this Chad because we don't know how good or bad this bullpen is because we don't know what these pitchers are capable of I think it's safe to say that the bullpen starts with Craig Kimbrell And if Craig Kimbrell is not going to have a solid year, and so far it has been a mixed review of what Craig Kimbrell has looked like so far, um, that could be detrimental to the team. You know, I I don't really know um, what else the Cubs can do from a closer standpoint. It would have to be either a closer by committee or, you know, depending on who they think could potentially fit that role, um, it, it could be a scary proposition for this bullpen if if uh, Craig Kimbrell does not have his head on straight. Uh, where where do you think this bullpen stands as far as how uh, good they can ultimately be or um, the weak spot of this roster when it's all said and done? You know, there's a couple points I want to make here. I mean, for the Cub fans to, to, to realize when I said before, it's going to be good for the starters to go a little bit longer if they can. And they've got they, they've rested their arms seemingly. So they, they've got hopefully a few more. There's not an infinite amount of bullets in each of each arm. You know, there's I always think that when I'm th- doing long toss, I've only got I've got a finite number of throws before I'm done. And it's the same thing for for pitchers. You know, you're right. Craig Kimbrell. He showed last year that when he misses spring training, misses much of the season, comes in, he never finds his groove. He certainly didn't find it last year. So is that going to be problematic Is since he's the closer? We got to see. Hopefully he, he's going to show something different. Um, he has more comfort with the Cubs, with the Cubs uh, staff. The, the, the thing that's really concerning to me, but it's concerning for every single one of the teams out there, the Cubs have 18 straight days with games. 
18 straight days before any sort of day off. So that's why it's going to be so important that, that this bullpen isn't overly taxed. But, you know, after Kimbrell, you've got Ryan, you've got the Wick boys, you've got Jeremy Jeffers, who you were super excited about earlier. You've got Winkler, Underwood. You've got, you've got these names that are either going to fit their way into um, what's going to be in a very exciting sprint of a year, or they're going to expose the weaknesses of this front office for not addressing um, the bullpen issue. And the thing that, I, that sets my mind at ease, it's not as if there are a lot of bullpens out there that are, that are brand name players, you know, that are well-known entities. And so for this Cubs team to be effective, it's to ensure that, that uh, their arms are not overtaxed, that, that Ross uses them in the right way. And that's what I'm most excited about the year among many things is his managerial style and how he uses his pitchers, supports his pitchers and allows them to work out of jams. Yeah. And, and yes, Jeremy Jeffries is a guy who I think, uh, the Cubs picked up thinking maybe he could potentially uh, close some games if needed. And you said, you know, Rowan Wick, I think, could be a guy as well that has the makeup for it if, if the Cubs needed him too. But hopefully, what, what, do, you, can what do you got that. against Bradwick? What do you got against Bradwick? Why, why are you singling out Rowan? Well, I don't have anything against Bradwick either. I'm just saying I think <laughs> Rowan might be a guy who I think they could look at. But listen, Bradwick is a big man. I mean, 6'8", 257. Yes, he is. I mean, listen, He's a big boy. I, I'd be happy with him too. So e- either or that, that is totally fine. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the fifth inning now, Chad. And so let's break down the lineup now and the DH role. Of course, we have a new wrinkle for this season because they have the DH for the 60 game season. So there will not be any pitchers batting in the national league this season. And listen, we saw what the Cubs are capable of doing when the offense is on, right? They can go and hit the long ball. But the other question is, what can they do on the days when they're not manufacturing the long ball and how they're going to get those runs in those games when maybe the bats aren't hot? We know that Anthony Rizzo, if he's healthy, and, I mean, he looked great on uh, Wednesday night, you know, or Chris Bryant, when he's healthy, he was scratched on Wednesday night but should be fine for the opener. You know, we know what those guys are capable of doing. We know what Javi is capable of doing. We know what Wilson Contreras is capable of doing. But the guys like the Kyle Schwarbers or the Nico Horners or the Ian Haps or the Alberto Moores, the Jason Haywards. These are the guys that ultimately I think are going to make or break this Cubs offense because these are the guys that have to come in the clutch when Rizzo and Brian and Contreras, you know, yeah, they may hit a home run or they may get on base, but those are your, your role guys that you need to make sure are going to be, you know, getting into the lineup and and making things happen. The other thing that I think is interesting is this. I know everyone's talking about Kyle Schwarber being like the full-time DH. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I honestly think that we might see Jason Kipnis in that role a lot more than we think. Um, The Uh. outfield doesn't look as strong with, you know, Schwarber – not there. I, I don't feel like the Cubs have enough of a an outfield having Steven Souza and, and Ian Happ. So I really believe that there's probably going to be more opportunities than you think of Jason Kipnis yeah. in the DH role. And he will play second base as well. So I still think Schwarber's going to play every day. I just don't necessarily think he'll be in the DH role. 
I don't know where Nico Horner fits into this this team. Um, I know a lot of people want to propel him in there and just say, oh, just be our, our new Ryan Sandberg and, and run with it. I'm not sure where he fits into the team. You know, I find it interesting. We're not talking a lot about David Bodie. We're not talking a lot about Ian Happ. I think this Cubs front office would love to see Ian take over um, in the center field position and take over at the bat um, so that they would have that flexibility of a switch hitter and somebody with power. Uh, David Bodie, I think we're going to see bits and pieces of him coming in to give people a spell like Chris and Anthony to keep their bodies going. Um, Kipnis, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see Kipnis as much in the DH. I think we're going to see Kyle Schwarber. I think we're going to see Victor Caratini um, getting some hits, uh, getting some slots every now and then. And I think you're going to see Bryant and Rizzo getting the opportunity to to, to, to take a break. And then also, do you give Contreras? I mean, why would you want to give Wilson Contreras a night off if every fifth day when Carantini is, is uh, catching uh, his guy, Darvish, why wouldn't you want Willie in there as well? So I think it is going to be interesting. Um, I think whereas in the American League, you kind of have that star that's kind of slotted in that DH role. I think you're going to see in the National League a lot of teams, you know, doing more with that DH role. But like you said, Rizzo, first swing of that Wednesday night game, the last summer summer camp game, looked great, had something to prove, obviously. Willie looks like a world beater. Javi looks like a world beater. This is a team. Don't forget this, guys. This is a team with a new leader, something to prove, backs against the wall, feeling like they have underperformed. They are going to come out swinging, and they're either going to fight to the death or they're going to show us right away that we were really wrong about the core four and four, core, core four and core five. All right, so sixth inning now, Chad, and uh, now's the opportunity for us to give our hot take of the 2020 season. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be Cub-related, um, but there is chatter, which would be really amazing if they pulled this off with literally hours before opening day, that Major League Baseball could expand the postseason from 10 to 16 teams. They are talking about it, which, honestly... Yeah. I'd be down for because in this season where it's so upside down and it's only 60 games, heck, why not open it up to more teams to have an opportunity to make the postseason? So honestly, my hot take is let's make that happen. Let's have Major League Baseball do that. And let's see the playoffs just absolutely bonkers and bananas and may the best team win. And it might be a team that nobody even has thought twice about, you know, so that is my hot take for 2020 what about you well you know a lot of people are going to be listening to this after the friday game starts because we do have listeners that go throughout the week so um Not you're right we don't know as soon as this dropped you kidding me? No, they do. They do. But we have great listenership throughout the week. So okay. you're right. So we're not sure what's going to happen. I feel like that was just an opportunity for Major League Baseball to stay in the news cycle today. That's what I thought. It's kind of late and kind of tough at this juncture to commit to more games when they're not even sure they're going to be, be able to play the games they have. We still don't even know whether Toronto Blue Jays at the time of this recording where they're going to be playing their games because they can't play in Pittsburgh right now because the state of Pennsylvania said no. So, I mean, my hot take is more – close to the central which is going to be i think because of the shortness of this season because it's only 60 games i my hot take is we are going to have multiple play-in games before we get to that those 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 four um wild card teams in each division my hot take is this is going to be one of the tightest divisional races that we've ever seen and it's going to be exciting from start to finish it's who can start out strongest and not falter Thank you. 
Time now for the seventh inning stretch here on the Friendly Confines, and we're excited for our next guest. He is the newest beat writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, but he's been in the market for quite some time covering the Cubs, so he's no stranger to the team or the market. We're happy to welcome Russell Dorsey to the Friendly Confines as our seventh inning stretch conductor. Russell, how you doing? And thanks for joining us. I am doing very well, Ryan. Thank you guys for having me. I am super excited to join you and really excited to Good Lord willing, get some baseball here really soon. I know. It, it's like right around the corner. It's like we can taste it. It's so close. Um, so let's start there. Obviously, how is summer camp shaped up? And from what you have seen, what have been your biggest takeaways from the team so far? Well, biggest takeaway as far as summer camp is has been the, the kind of lapses and delays in testing. And it's kind of uh, taken away from the team I guess uh, a lot of teams around baseball can say that but with with some of the testing snafus that we've had here over the first couple weeks of summer camp you haven't really been able to dive as deep into the baseball stuff as you may have wanted but I think once we've gotten some of those things a couple days removed then you start to get back to okay we're getting back into baseball a little bit we're going to talk about you know the universal DH and Kyle Schorber taking a lot of those ABs and Steven Souza joined them in that and uh, Victor Caratini and Wilson Contreras being in the same lineup. So, you know, it's a veteran ball club. They've won before they're older, which in a shortened condensed season, like we're going to have it here in 2020. As you mentioned, I mean, the testing has obviously been questionable at best. I mean, you're around the team day to day. Are the players is the mm-hmm. organization as a whole pretty confident that this season is going to go off with with the full 60 game season that we're going to be able to complete it where where do you think the thinking is on that honestly man i don't think anybody's necessarily confident i know for me as a a reporter i'm usually an optimistic guy but looking at you know the testing delays and and baseball just announced that they're gonna have or david ross today in his presser that uh, baseball is going to open a second lab Uh, on the East Coast to kind of help with some of these delays, which should be good for everybody involved. But um, I don't think that everybody is necessarily confident. I think they're doing everything they can to ensure that they're not the reason that baseball stops or that the team has to quarantine or anything like that or to get one of their teammates sick. But, you know, Chris Bryant talked about it. (laughs) He considered opting out. You know, that's one of the biggest stars in the sport. Wilson Contreras just yesterday or whenever we talked to him, said, listen, I feel comfortable here at Wrigley Field because everybody is taking it very seriously. But when I leave Wrigley Field, I'm not necessarily confident. You Darvish said he's not sure if he he could still opt out or elect not to play, excuse me, uh, because there's been some confusion about that terminology. So I want to make sure elect not to play is what you've seen with guys like Ian Desmond and Buster Posey uh, who have not played and won't be paid for the 2020 season and won't receive service time. If a player opts out or a coach opts out, that means they're under a list of specific guidelines or specific um, pre-existing health conditions, and therefore they'll be paid and receive service time. So Jordan Hicks of the St. Louis Cardinals falls under that category. And so he'll be paid this year and receive service time. 
I mean, do you think, you know, I mean, I guess everyone just assumes at this point, if anybody was going to not play this year, it would have happened already for the Cubs. Is there still that possibility that there's a player or two that could decide not to play this year? I think the closer we get to the season actually starting, the the more that, that those chances decrease. But I still think, you know, there's spikes and surges happening all around the country. You know, so it, it's going to be interesting to see if one of those things affects a team. If a guy just says, you know what, like I'm I'm done or a guy like Freddie Freeman, who has been battling, who's had his battle with COVID for almost a month now and still hasn't returned to the Atlanta Braves. You know, that's that's another guy who might just say, you know what, man, I don't think it's worth it this year. I've already gone through this once and I don't want to put my team or my family at risk. So, no, I think there's still I think it could happen during the season if, if things get bad enough. But as far as players currently in camp, I think as we get closer to the season starting, there's going to be less chance that that happens. Russell Dorsey is our guest, the Cubs beat writer for the Chicago Sun-Times. He was previously with MLB.com. You can find Russell on Twitter at Russ underscore Dorsey one. So make sure to check him out there. So, David Ross takes over this team this year. He's obviously a first-year manager taking over for what Joe Madden has accomplished and done with that organization. What do you? What is the vibe like now with, with Grandpa Ross now taking over the reins from what you've seen, maybe comparatively a little different from when Madden was in charge? Uh, David is going to be a player's manager. Guys have already been going out of their way. Steven Sousa Jr. did today and how much he cares about players. And that's something that if you have an old club, older ball club like the Cubs have or a younger ball club, when you care about your players and your players know that they can go to you for it, you're going you're gonna to get guys to buy in and play hard. And as much as Joe Madden did, like, he, he, he was at the, at the end of the road, it, it was like guys weren't buying into Joe anymore. So bringing in David Ross, you know, a guy that they were familiar with, a guy who knows the game, and a guy who knows how to get a lot out of people, high character guy. The 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 Grandpa Rossi uh, image that he had when he was a player here in Chicago is gone, and he's done his his try to ensure and and let us know, let players know, like that it's not we're not teammates anymore. I still love you and care about you and want the best for you but I'm your manager now and I want us to win. So there he's going to be able to have those tough conversations like he would when he was a player. And I think that's where that, that benefit of playing with a lot of these guys comes in handy, but he's done, he's gone out of his way to say, you know, I, I loved my time here as a player, but I'm the manager now. And then that means we're going to have to have some tough conversations. I'm willing to do that. Let's talk about the pitching. Obviously that was such a key for the team the last several years last year you know certainly was an issue especially the bullpen so let's start with the bullpen let's talk about Craig Kimbrell how has he looked so far because from what I have heard it hasn't been stellar so far from what I have been told uh is that what you're getting or is there any chance that we could see a bounce back here from Kimbrell yeah it's in a uh an interesting side story watching Craig Kimbrell you know, obviously, everybody knows that he struggled last year coming in halfway through the season, never really got his legs underneath him. 
And now coming back in the summer camp and, and during the spring, he's been, we, we talked to him the other day, he said he's been working on some things, fastball location. Also talked about the changeup, which he's been working on for a little while now and wanting to throw that more. And if he can add his repertoire, it's going to help a lot in getting more swings and misses. You know, with the fastball not being 99, 100 where it was when he was a youngster in Atlanta, and even in those days in San Diego, like he's going to need something else to go along with the knuckle curve to, to help him get some, some strikeouts. But it will be very interesting in a short season where you can't really let a guy struggle for that long because, you know, two, three weeks a guy struggling, that's 25, 30% of your season right there, you know? So it'll, we'll, it'll be an interesting story to watch if in that first couple of weeks Craig Kimball can either figure it out or we see some of the struggles that we saw last year. How about the starting rotation? They lose Quintana now, no timetable on his return. What does the back end of the rotation, do you think, look like? And do you think that's enough to support Darvish Hendricks and Lester? If it, I'll say this. If it's not enough, the Cubs are going to have some issues. But as of right now, it looks like it's going to be Alec Mills and Tyler Chatwood that are at the back end of that rotation. And Alec Mills is a guy that I'm kind of bullish on. You know, he had a really good uh, second half of the season last year coming back or coming up from AAA Iowa. And then he pitched really well in the spring. And so if he can carry those performances into this shortened season, I think that could mean a lot for, for the Cubs rotation. And that could take a lot of pressure on the guys at the top of the rotation. And Darvish and Hendricks and Lester – those are the guys that you were going to rely on anyway. But I think it, Darvish, there's a lot of, I wouldn't even call it pressure, but this is the year where he takes over as the ace of this rotation. You know, John Lester has done a ton for this organization, for this franchise, but now it's time where, you know, you paid you Darvish a lot of money and he showed us in the second half of last year what he can do when he's healthy and he's confident and he's in a situation that, you know, he likes, like, he could be a Cy Young caliber pitcher. So if if those guys can pitch well at the, at the back end with Chatwood and Mills and you get the ace Darvish that we saw with Kyle Hendricks being Kyle Hendricks and giving you really great starts like he normally does, whatever you get from John Lester at this point is gravy, but I would imagine that John Lester still gives you high-quality starts. You know, he's going to give you – 200 innings if he can, if he's healthy or whatever the equivalent over 60 games would be like, he's going to do that. So it's just, if that rotation can stay healthy, that's going to be the key for them in 2020. Last thing here with Russell Dorsey, the new beat writer for the Chicago Sun Times for the Cubs. And of course, longtime writer for various publications with MLB.com as well. All right. I know this is a tough question to answer, but where do you ultimately see the Cubs finishing in the NL Central this year? I'm sure your answer would be different if we were playing 162 games comparatively to 60 games. So can you handicap it at all and, and figure out exactly where you think they'll be ultimately at the end of the season? Ah, uh, you're going to do it to me, Ryan. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'll, I'll say I'll start this way. I think the Cincinnati Reds were going to be one of the better teams in the National League regardless of 60 or 162. I still think that is true in a condensed, truncated season. I think the Cincinnati Reds, they're going to score a lot of runs. 
They have arguably the best rotation in, in the National League Central and a very strong bullpen. So that's the team that it's going if the Cubs are going to do this thing, they're going to have to play well against Cincinnati. I think the Milwaukee Brewers are always a wild card. They have the second best player in the sport in Christian Yelich. But I do think overall the Cubs are a better team. Uh, I think it's at the end of the day, it's going to come down to a couple of things. How they play versus the American League Central, specifically those bottom feeders of the American League Central. So the Detroit Tigers and Kansas City Royals. You're going to have to feast on those teams. And by feast, I mean you're really going to have to win all the games against those guys because you're not going to have a lot of opportunities to make up ground later in September when it's really going to get tough and you have some games against some tougher opponents, Cincinnati Reds, Cleveland Indians, Chicago White Sox, who are really uh, really sleeping giant right now and uh, the sexy pick for a lot of people. So if they can feast on those bottom feeder of the AL Central teams, I think the Cubs could come on top, come out on top in the National League Central. But don't sleep on the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, pretty safe to say what you said about the Reds. They they definitely improved themselves in the offseason. Um, Russell Dorsey, the new beat writer for the Chicago Sun-Times for the Cubs. Hey, man, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We would love to have you back anytime. I know you're going to get really busy uh, the next uh, couple of weeks here. But p- pending your schedule, we'd, we'd ha- have you back anytime. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes with us. A lot of fun. Thank you, man. You got it. Our thanks to Russell Dorsey of the Chicago Sun-Times. It was great to catch up with him and a great preview by Russell. And you can follow his work, of course, at the Chicago Sun-Times. You can find him at Russ underscore Dorsey one. So be sure to check out his work. He will be on top of all the Cubs news all season long. And don't forget about Chad and I. We are on social media, too. We love engaging with the listeners. You can go to the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines Facebook page where we post this podcast and other nice little bits that you can catch throughout the week. Plus, you can go to our Twitter handle. I am at Ryan D. Lieber. Chad is at the Chad Gordon. So be sure to check us out there as we would love to hear from you and love to hear about everything you would like us to talk about as well. And for our dedicated listeners, we're excited to share something with you that we have been talking about for a long time, but we want to bring you into the friendly confines with us. So we're we're going to try out a contest in this 60-game season, in this shortened 2020 pandemic debacle of a year, but where we can engage more with our listeners. And so there's a couple steps we need you to take, but here's the, the prizes. Once a month, we're going to be choosing a guest host who actually can bring the inning topic um they could choose the inning topic and then the three of us ryan me and you whoever you are we will debate that topic so we'll bring you on and then on top of that we're going to have a grand prize winner and that grand prize winner is going to win some swag from the 2016 cubs world series season more on that will be shared as the friendly confine season goes on. But here's what you need to do. So it sounds like there's a lot of steps, but you're probably already doing this already. So first off, you must be a subscriber to the Friendly Confines Cubs podcast. So make sure you've done that and make sure you post a review. So if you use Apple Podcasts, you should give us a rating and then write a review what you think about the show. We appreciate it. We love the feedback. We also love the praise. 
We're simple people. We like praise. Um, but make sure that you are subscribed. You've written us a, a review and given us given us a rating. And as Ryan shared, you must be a member of the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines Cubs Facebook page. And what you need to do, and it starts this week, guys. It starts this week. You must set a post on the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines Cubs Facebook page where you take a screen cap of your review um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and share your review and share that post with five of your Chicago Cubs friends, preferably who are not on the Facebook page. Why are we doing this? Guys, we want to grow the audience. We have more than 2,000 people on the, the, the podcast page. We have exceeded 22,000 downloads on the podcast. We want to grow the audience. And we know loyal listeners like you have other Cubs friends that would benefit from this podcast. That's all we want to do. And so we will select at random the person that um, each month um, that will qualify to come on board and join us for an inning. For the grand prize winner, we're actually going to be watching the people who invite and tag people to join the Friendly Confines page. So be sure to post on the Friendly Confines page throughout the season and tag Cubs friends and invite them to join. That's how we'll win, and we're excited to share in two weeks what the prize, the grand prize, is going to be. Any questions, reach out to Ryan and Chad. Ryan's at Ryan D. Lieber on Twitter. I'm at the Chad Gordon on Twitter, or reach out to us on the Facebook page. Awesome stuff, Chad. So let's move on now to the ninth inning. And Chad, final predictions for the 2020 Major League Baseball season. Here's the uh, here's the question. Um, give me, in your opinion, who will finish first to last in the NL Central? And then give me the amount of wins the Cubs are going to finish with this year. That's how we'll end it. And and how far you ultimately think the Cubs will get. So go ahead. We'll uh, we'll have. I think there's. I think there's two playoff teams in the central. I think it's the Reds and the Cubs, and I think it is not going to matter. One is going to wild card. One is going to win the division. It's going to be a, a race. I think there's a good chance they're going to do a one-game playoff. It's going to be that tight. I think the Cardinals, what they did last year, was a lot of people underestimating them. I think they are going to swoon, and I also think the Brewers – don't have enough bullets in their gun beyond Christian Yelich. And Ryan Braun is a much older man this year. So I think both the Cardinals and the Brewers are going to falter. Not talking a lot about the Pirates. My apologies to those guys. I just don't see it. I think it's going to be Reds, Cubs, 1-2-2-1. And both teams make the playoffs. All right. So here's what I think. I think 32 appears to be the number that a lot of people feel like is the safe pick. And I I've got, agree with I that. forgot to say that, Ryan. I've got 31 wins. My apologies. But I think 32 is also probably where it's going to be. I think 34, Chad, is probably going to be what wins the division. Wow. And I think the Cubs are probably going to get 32. Um, so they're going to be right there, I think. Eh, 34 to 36, if I had to, I guess I'll, I'll say that. I'll give myself a little bit of wiggle room on that. Because as we know, the NL Central, they beat up each other. I mean, that's yep. basically what it boils down to. And, uh, you know, they're going to be playing some divisional games. So I think 32 wins for the Cubs. I do believe, I know the Reds are kind of the chic pick right now. But, again, I still think the Cardinals are the team to beat in that division. I think mm. the Cardinals end up with about 34, 35 wins. And looking at the National League, it obviously depends on how many teams um, are making the postseason. If Major League Baseball expands the postseason, 
then I do believe the Cubs will make the playoffs. And I think that would be wonderful. Um, if Major League Baseball leaves things as is, I don't think the Cubs will make the postseason, Chad, uh, as much as I obviously mm. want them to. So it, it, for me, it just depends on what Major League Baseball decides to do. I hope they end up expanding the postseason because I Not think if you're going to do it for any season, this is the year to do it. So we'll have to uh, see how it plays out. All right. Well, that is it, Chad. Let's just let the games begin. Here we are. You'll let them begin. Let us start. We waited this long. It's finally here. Let's do I'm it. So excited. So excited. Ready to do it, Ryan. Um, I'm just overjoyed that we have game action here on out all the way through October and beyond to talk about with our, our fans and also um, knowing that baseball has made it this far and we're going to be saying play ball for official games in just a couple of hours. So, so cool. So for Chad, I am Ryan. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you soon and please wear a mask. See you on the rooftops, everybody. just a game for i've seen other teams and it's never the same when you're born in chicago you're blessed and you're healed the first time you walk into wrigley field our heroes wear just a game for I've seen other teams and it's never the same when you're born in Chicago you're blessed and you're healed the first time you walk into Wrigley